Okay, so hello everyone. Welcome to the eighth episode of the MAC podcast. So today we have Kirtana Krishnan with us. She is an ex-MACian of the batch of 2016. And she's currently working as a software engineer in a company in Munich, Germany. She's also contributed to the open source field, having done her GSOC internship with Debian, which is one of the most popular operating systems in the world right now. Along with that, she's also a very prominent public speaker, having spoken at various international conferences like JS Congress, the O'Reilly Fluent Con- Conference, and JS Confasia, and a lot more. So welcome, Kirtana, to the MAC podcast. Grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. Okay, well, so let's get to it. Um, so you are a Google Summer of Code scholar, yeah? Yeah. And uh, this was during your college days, so let's start off with that. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. if you could tell us a bit about your journey through it, like how you heard of it, uh, why you mm-hmm. chose Debian, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. There are multiple rounds to this. So oh. the first time I heard about it, I don't know when it was. I was So when I was in college, I was very active with IEEE and uh, these organization and activities that that's happening in the campus and again the situation right now is is extremely different it's complex i have no idea how the students right now are dealing with it (laughs) and my heart goes out to them you know because uh, like like it's it's very different when i was in college or you're in hostel and somebody just tells you like hey there's this thing uh, have you heard about it? And and just just casual conversations. Yeah. And I feel like right now everything has like, this is your class for one hour on yeah. Zoom. Like everything has a, online communications have an agenda, and some of your best ideas come from like just chill conversations with I people agree. with no agenda. You know. So so again, we have to wait for that to come back. But um, I made it a point to and and i i'm like a hardcore introvert i, I used to be anyway uh, just I, I used to be one of those people like hardcore i like to sit in front of my laptop we bop boop kind of people but going to different events meeting people realizing like hey just because i like something doesn't mean i'm not i'm good at it i mean i'm not bad at it but there are other people who do different stuff and who are good at what they do you know okay. and just understanding that the world is bigger it's the first step hmm. so I, I went to events i learned about this thing the first time i applied so gsoc you can only apply uh, during like march or something it's been five years so, yeah, so i don't have the greatest of memories i i, I just remember things vaguely so so at the end of my second year, or uh, this is around March of, of my, at the end of my second year, mm-hmm. that's when I was like, I, I want to apply for this. I want to see how it is. And I applied blindly. Okay. I just looked at the GSOC website and it just says, here's the things you have to do. <laughs> I followed that. And let me tell you, if anybody out there wants to apply for GSOC, that's not how we apply for GSOC. Oh, apply for GSOC it's not <laughs> so I applied like blindly full Dunning-Kruger full of confidence like I can do this I am applying of course I did not get through <laughs> thankfully the, I, the place I applied for the mentor uh, he, he was super supportive and that's the thing with like these kinds of scholarship 
you really luck out if you have a great mentor i still keep in touch with my mentor from then oh. um and he was he was just like hey you look really passionate um here are some of the things you might want to start doing if you want to do this you know it's just jisak is like they they pay you a lot and they expect a lot from you oh. and i really wasn't at that level when i applied hmm. and in his like here's some baby steps you can do to reach that level you know all the best please try again next year because you're passionate yeah. and and that really helped you know that it helped with the sting of failure so uh, again all throughout third year i kept doing my little bit little bit little bit end of third year i i applied again and and, and another important thing to note um at the same time there was another um scholarship called outreachy outreachy is for women and other minorities in technology so i don't know like there are a lot more strict uh, conditions okay. if you want to apply for outreachy okay. uh, i i applied for both and there are people who you can apply for both gsoc has absolutely no limits you know it, it's like an all out brawl you can, can apply for as many companies whatever you want but that's why the competition is so tough for gsoc uh, you know yeah. you really have to stand out through all of that and um luckily for me i had the opportunity to apply for both i i did um i i would like to say my application during the end of my third year was better because i have some experience now okay it still wasn't that good i did not get through okay uh, and this time i got i got rejected twice i got rejected from gsoc and from outreachy mm-hmm. but i remembered what my my first mentor said and i was like you know what How, why did i fail this time you know what went wrong and i worked on it again and at the end of my fourth year that's like the last time i can apply for this yeah. you know it was it was what i at this point and <laughs> like honestly at that time i i think i also had maybe one or two supplies as well so it was really a great time yeah. to apply for jigsaw <laughs> <laughs> and um, like when you're at the end of your fourth year it's it's like a marquee thing you know people are all in this nostalgia like this is the last time yeah. we go out to party <laughs> this is the last time we will have a sports day like like people do that this is the last time we hang out at royal bakery like oh. people do that a bunch of times and i kind of got to miss a, a lot of that because i was just sitting at home preparing for jisoc preparing okay. for outreach preparing and like other than that i had my entire fourth year course load and a yeah. couple of supplies Very you know so it's not a walk in the park yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and and if you if you talk to my classmates at that point of time i'm sure they will recognize me as yeah she existed in class don't remember talking much to her she's kind of creepy i admit i, I was a nightmare then so uh, it it took a pressure on me which i it only i only realized that later but at that point i was just like i really want this i i i had here is my feedback from my previous times so i'm just going to i'm just going to put directed work into that and one part of directed effort one part of my stars aligned i got jisoc at the end of my fourth year it was, it was my last time of applying for it and i got it and i was so happy it is still one of the best feel- i remember that cuz they posted at like a weird midnight hour or something and just i think they posted during 8 pm british time which is like 
our midnight oh. and i was just up waiting doom scrolling through it and then i saw my name and then i screamed and my mother thought i saw a cockroach or something like <laughs> but it changed my life i have to say that that, that was my dissog experience the actual feeling of working at an international internship is is super different oh. from anything else i had done before yeah. to that mm. uh, do you want me to talk about that yeah. maybe it would be know. very interesting to people let's say hindsight is 2020 again <laughs> like now that i look back at it like with my years of experience in a workplace i'm like i can't believe they selected me i was such a terrible person for that yikes you know like how that i look back i feel that but that point i i had no idea what i was doing um i i don't i don't want to i don't think my mentor had any idea what she was doing either <laughs> honestly like i don't blame her i think she was just slightly older than me and and she was she was just Uh, pass out from like a previous batch she was also trying her best okay. uh, but um the thing i realized about about software engineering is we try to talk about being being rock stars you know mm-hmm. we like oh this guy he knows everything about like i do front end now so i most of my examples revolve around javascript okay. so they're like oh this guy he knows everything about like es6 javascript you know you ask him any question about the syntax he knows how to deal with that okay. that's great but but when you're in a team and and any part of software is a team effort you need to know how to communicate to your mentor you need to know how to communicate to your teammates especially in open source it's a it's a very collaborative team effort like there there were points where i did something and somebody else had done the same thing a little better they did it and so my effort was wasted just because we didn't communicate properly oh yeah we had all those little frictions that came up and um, and and that was that was hard pill to swallow i i learned some tough lessons through gsoc but i again i'm very grateful that i i got to learn those lessons so early in my career you know and some days I go to work and I'm like wait I learned this lesson already damn it I have to learn this lesson again <laughs> you know you start keep learning them but uh, yeah you get humbled all the time but uh, more than the actual technology that I worked on then it's just a, what really sticks out to me is how much I learned about how to be in a team that's kind of what open source and, and gsoc meant and another probably key thing that gsoc did for me was that it introduced me to the world of conferences because i worked for debian i got to attend debconf that for that year that's the debian conference yeah. um that year it was held in, in south africa i have a bunch of funny stories about that but uh, key highlights um <laughs> i got my first solo trip to a different continent and was epic so epic uh so many adventures but um and and i got to stand up in the stage talk to people about the project that i was working on and and here is why i'm doing this what is important to me and people took me seriously i was epic 
you know, I was I was barely all of twenty or twenty one at that point, and and people are like, cool, I like your idea. Like really grizzled neck beards are like coming to me, like like Linux gods who who have dealt oh with God. Debian code base for like fifteen years came up to me and like, hey, I like your idea. You're passionate. Keep doing that. I was that's such a I'll never forget that. That that experience was magical. So it was my first conference. From a from a deeply introverted person to a lover of the stage, was it because yep. the conference or did something else happen along the way? What what actually? No, that no being being going to that conference and being on that stage was really the thing that's like introverted doesn't mean shy. I've oh. never been shy. No, I've just know. been like like you know i don't i talk to people but then i just need time for myself oh. so yeah so i i realized just because i like time for myself doesn't mean i can't stand up on a stage and you know explain to people the things i'm thinking about when i'm alone very true there's you can do both even when you're an introvert extroverts don't have the monopoly on standing on stage <laughs> and talking to people even though they the might moment. be better <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. Right. Yeah. So that was so, your first conference, yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, um, I mean, you passed out of college, then you did the internship. Mm-hmm. So like, what happened mm-hmm. after? Did you look for a job right after? Or? Um. Well, one of the things that I'm really happy about, at least in our college, is that we have such a great placement system, great placement cell. Mm-hmm. Those guys do a wonderful job, and because of them, even though, like I said, I had a couple of supplies. I got placed. Very. It was a, yeah. it was a lucky year um, back then. <laughs> uh, I got placed in TCS. Okay. Um, I I was kind of mad that I couldn't sit for a couple of placements because I had some place because I thought, hey, I could totally do that. But yeah. No. So, uh, like, what? Like, do you have any earlier experiences right after college you'd like to share with the listeners? when i was in college when i was again being a part of a technical community it gives you so much exposure mm-hmm. um i one of my friends he had started his own startup um and and i think he carried it on for quite a few years but uh, how i started was like i met him through iterply and i was good at content writing i had i got like language skills okay. so i started out as a content writer and and his web his startup was all about building wordpress websites and so i wrote a bit of content for that and then i was like hey this doesn't look so bad maybe i can build one of these things oh. you know not just write content but do a bit more and he really encouraged me with that and helped me out with that um so that like that's how i got into tech honestly and my family my mom is also in the tech field um she's like a, she's been in the software field for like 20 plus years so oh. that that been a big support and pillar for me to really push my career um so i had I had some experience of of not just not just studying you know i had a bunch of internships and stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah. other than sock but um i i had my placement with tcs but again with these these people who who place a lot of students it takes a lot of time for them to get back to you you're just a small cog in the machine so 
after GSOC was done, I was just a bit bored. And I was like, I'd like to start working soon. So it's not fun being unemployed. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, it was my mother. She saw this ad for um, this company. They were looking for employees. And they were like, two years of experience minimum needed. <laughs> and mom, do you, do you see that minimum two years needed part? And she's like, KKPP. Just go try, man. <laughs> and? Well, I I polished up my resume. I wrote GSOC in big letters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is, my, this is my confidence face. I'm going to go and try for this. And, and I went in. I tried for it. I got it. Sometimes risks pay off. I... I I really lucked out with Baker Hughes, honestly. I I honestly think that they're one of the best places to work at in Kochi. Oh. Um, yeah, and and based on what I I talked to with my my friends at the time, you know, people who were at the same career level at me, I got to do a lot more things. You know, I got to put my hands, sink my hands into, and work with Java work with JavaScript, work with ReactJS. And very few people, like fresh off the boat, get to do that. They, they have to spend a lot of time in training and a lot of time in, in other things. And I really got the benefit of being mentored. And sometimes it's like being thrown into the ocean. I still can't swim, by the way. So this is an apt <laughs> metaphor. This is like, sometimes like the senior engineers are really busy and then they give you like a chunk task and they're like, hey, this is your task. Go figure it out. And I'm like, how do I do this? Ah, like, And then you have to Google it. You have to look at somebody else's shitty code for like three hours. And you're like ready to cry. You go through that. And then finally at 5 p.m. you get an idea and it works. You know, th- that has happened to me in my first year. Way many more times than I count. Forget my first year. It happened to me last week. So <laughs> it still keeps happening. <laughs> so, so, yeah, but but... It was it was really a place where I was allowed to make mistakes and they really helped me grow. Like I went from being just an intern and they weren't even hiring interns, but they gave me a shot to be an intern. I'll be eternally grateful for my boss for giving me that shot. This is probably relevant for people who are looking for jobs right now. I understand it's really rough. So here's my, my two cent career advice. Try for it ask for it the worst thing they can say is just no and that's where you were to begin with anyway you know and and i was talking to one of my juniors recently and she's like how do you vet the companies how do you how do you know it's a good company like you don't have to do that in the beginning in the beginning you need a job you apply for everything like and when you come to the stage of like like contract or negotiation and, and that stuff happens and you reach that point, that's when you're like, oh, this, this salary number doesn't look good for me. Or this place, uh, I don't like the, the technology they use or whatever it is. That's when you say yes or no. Not in the beginning. In the beginning, you, you apply for all the positions you can. Just take that shot. Yeah. Um, and maybe this is another thing that's, that's useful. Um, so I remember my, my interview with uh, Baker, my first interview. And uh, so the guy who interviewed me, he was like the, 
he's like the boss of the entire office oh. yeah and yeah they they like other people with like two years experience they got like just other managers stuff like that they got like the easy thing i if if this was a super mario game i got face to face with bowser on on like my first try that that's how it went yeah uh, there's no mini koopas or not no shit like that i just went directly to bowser like i i chose the wrong door yikes <laughs> and how did that go but yeah so i went in i was like this is my confidence face do this and um, so if the place that you're interviewing it thankfully for the place that i was interviewing it i didn't know much about baker hughes um if you don't know baker hughes is is a um oil and gas drilling that's their domain okay. and i read a little bit about it but i had no idea what the big picture was and and how i fit in and all that and when i went in for that that interview and that session one of the senior managers there he took time to like give a brief overview about what the company is what their goals are stuff like that and and it was just just half an hour and he was like explaining about the technology and that i noticed that most of the people were like really bored you know they were just like looking at their watch being very uncourteous just shuffling through the papers in their their file being like when will this torture end i just need a job and and i talked to him recently and he's like i remember that you're the only person who asked a question i noticed that and and that really makes a difference you know your first impression makes makes a difference mm-hmm. and when you're at at somebody you really have to pay attention to what they want and i remember even during my interview i when they finished with their questions for me i had a couple of things that i'd written down from that other manager's introduction to it and i made sure i made it a point to ask questions like mm-hmm. how do i fit in what what's the kind of technology and how does this put in that shows initiative yeah. that shows like that's that's what employers want in a in an employee they want somebody who gives a shit about their company not somebody who's coming in like for their 9 to 5 mm-hmm. of course of course we all have priorities in our lives nobody expects a company to be be your everything but showing that passion at least in the beginning you know that makes a difference and 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 i make it a point every single time when i when i go through an interview process to give the respect back to the company you know how much even if there are some companies i have interviewed at who they the i i know for a fact that this guy has googled a list of technical questions and he's just asking me he expects a google response to this you know it's like what is a javascript closure and i explain it to him based on my experience he's like wait no here it says this is how oh. what i expect from and that's like a red flag for me that's what i expect but even for those places i make it a point before i interview to know about that place and ask questions and be a passionate member of the team it comes back to the team you have to be a good member you know yes. so i i i went to that interview i asked them question not not at the beginning you don't start the interview with hey here are some questions i have yeah. <laughs> just at the end when they ask you like usually they just throw out like you have any questions for her for us and they expect a no thank you so and you really surprise them if you have very good questions at the end for them and another thing that 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 my boss later he told it to me 
you know when when i had like one of my evaluations it was face to face and he's like i'm i'm really happy you did that you really stood out and and i know other people had more experience but you really stood out because you did this and i want you to know it's because you did this and please keep doing this and he was again such a great mentor for me and so like when you show passion people will respond like great people if you they, they see passion they'll always respond to it and so never hide your passion and and so that's why uh, that's why i really want to share this with people so another thing that that yeah he told me that that really worked for me was that i came in some part of it i understand i was a little bit maybe i'm on the edge of a little bit over confidence oh. at that time <laughs> i was i was definitely i was the secretary of dunning kruger club then i was <laughs> and but nobody ever accused me of lacking confidence <laughs> never never <laughs> i went in there and he saw my resume and he's like wait we wanted people with experience he was also unsure like i was more confident than him and and i was like oh but here is the internship i've done here's the startup i worked at and can you and i also did gsoc so if if you're okay with it i i hope you can consider that as maybe my previous experience and yeah i just wanted to give it a shot no offense i just said that because that genuinely oh, what i felt wow. and he took it very well you know i was yeah. he's like it's great you're showing initiative we'll give you a shot you know that that was the first thing he asked and i i responded it because i was expecting that question and I, that's my response he asked me a bunch of technical questions some of them i knew i was very confident in the answers for that one couple of them i did not know i was like oh i'm sorry i don't know that this is where it becomes tricky couple of them i thought i knew i very confidently gave the wrong answer and he was like you are wrong and i was like oh i didn't know that i'm sorry i'll try to learn that for next time how do you respond to that one you don't seems like cool and and sometimes it really irritates me when people are like hey just be you that's confidence no it's not don't ever be yourself that's that's not how confidence is confidence is knowing that sometimes you can mess up but like you can deal with it even if you can mess up you know that that's kind of where confidence is for me so i'm i'm confident enough even if somebody tells me like hey you've messed up and I see that I've messed up I'm like oh I've messed up sorry about that I'll try to do better <laughs> so hopefully some of those things help people with their interview problems or yes it did well like yeah, <laughs> so now um you are currently in Germany right mm-hmm. so um as you previously said going on your first solo trip to south africa was an absolute thrill was absolutely amazing mm-hmm. but when mm-hmm. you move from a place you've lived in for so many years to another country another continent are there some tidbits of experience you'd want to share with the listeners that they like you think is worth mentioning okay that's a tricky question because um i don't know how much of my information about this is relevant okay because because of the whole pandemic situation oh yeah you know cuz hmm. i moved like right before just just like 4 months before the pandemic hit 
And so right was when I was getting used to because everybody told me like the first few months is going to be rough. You're just going to have to get used to a different country and continent and everybody has great tips for that. And that's just standard and nothing new I have Yeah, for that. My tips are basically for after the four months when I thought everything was okay. That's when the entire world went to shit. And I was like, I was not prepared for this, man. Yeah, so for me, um, a quick context for people who don't know me. Um, I was working with Baker for three years and then I got this wonderful opportunity to move to Munich uh, for another company and I took it. Um, And so, like, I moved here for the company. Basically, one week after I moved here, I started working, you know. And and basically, my my work was my rock. Uh, Like, I don't speak German and yeah. when I moved here, I moved in like late October. So I, I come from Kochi, which is like uh, January is 35 degrees. That That's how Kochi is. It's far away warm. And Munich is like, I, I walked into Munich and it was like walking inside a freezer. You know, and people are like, in October, people are like, oh, it's so warm. It was not. It was like eight degrees. And people oh, are like, it's so okay. warm. I had all, and, and you know, my entire social circle, everybody I knew is in a different continent now. Exactly, to start yeah. creating all of that from scratch, right? Like, not just my, my friends, my work friends, everything, starting from scratch. So all of that is there. That's just standard. And and slowly I thought, I'm okay with it, I'm okay with it, I'm, I'm getting used to it, used to it, used to it, used to it. And then the pandemic happened, and... Um, my company, we, we were in the tourism industry, so oh, we are not the that great. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, were, we, we didn't handle that that well. I got laid off in that, from that, the company that I moved for. Yeah. Not just me. Last time I checked, more than a hundred people got laid off oh, that, wow. that month. Yeah. I mean, that, that really hit the company. So... Um, that was rough. April and May were really rough months for me because I just lost a job. Everything in the world looks so chaotic. And it's just, what more can I add to that? I'm sure you all remember. Like, I hope everybody's like, I'm trying so hard not to to remember April and May. Why are you saying April and May? They're bad words now. (laughs) So So what happened? What did you do? Like, you're in a new country, you just, like, got laid off from a job. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, what were your... Did you try to build a new rock? Or? Yeah. So, I'm in the process of building my new rock. It's challenging. This mm. is a challenging time. I acknowledge that. Mm. So, I'm, I'm trying to be pretty gentle with it. So, job searching in a pandemic. Let's go. <laughs> I took a couple of days to mope. I did. I was, a yeah. couple of days, I was just sitting with Grace Anatomy, just like, Christina. <laughs> like, like I was, I, I was crying about my life, but it was easier. I was just like, no, it's the show. It's the show. It's a sad show. Just, I'm crying for the people. My life is okay, okay? Like, like I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, everybody who called me heard the same line from me. Like, hey, how are you? I know this is rough. Oh, me? I'm fine. I'm not fine. I'm not sick or anything. Worst case, I can go home. I'm fine. 
the stage of I was denial. Not fine. Yeah. yeah, I was like in denial, like excellent high denial over there mm. <laughs> for a few days. And uh, I was on a visa, so oh. I had I had three months. I had like April, May, June to find a job. Um, because of the pandemic, they extended the visa a little bit uh, because uh, I'm I'm in a category where. Germany does not have enough software engineers, so I'm in like a special list of people. Oh, good. So a few um, professions, they have like special considerations, so I'm in one of those professions. Hmm. And, um, but yeah, still, you know, I had to survive by myself, and that was not easy. After a couple of days of, of being very sad, I was like, this is my new reality. I accept it. What do I want? Key thing is, I, I want a job. So, I applied for everything under the sun. I applied for everything related to front-end engineer Munich. I applied to everything related to front-end engineer in like the tri-state area of Europe. <laughs> Munich I applied, Vienna I applied, Paris I applied. Like worst case scenario, I, I can start working remotely. If I had to move, I, I can move. I just moved a few months ago. I was okay with that. I was just like, I'm going to apply for everything. I'm going to take my shot. I, I went back to that. I went back to a little bit of how was I when I was looking for a job the first time. I was a little bit of a daredevil. I was like, I, I need to get that back. So I applied for everything I could see that I could do. Yeah. And I went for it. And oh. I, I went through weeks where I had like five interviews in a week. Oh, wow. And this is during pandemic times. So there are a lot of companies who are not hiring. And then the, and I'm, I was like, "Oh, you guys are free." Well, I I went. I had like a day when I had three interviews back to back. It's like one at ten a.m., one at one p.m., one at four p.m. Oh wow! Oh. So that was my priority. I had like, I did nothing else. Like mm. nothing else. I I got up in the morning. I looked at my schedule for when is my interview. If I had anything for that day, I prepared for it. If not, I opened up like the internet and started learning about my subject so that I can prepare for whatever the next interview is. And and every every after every single interview, especially if I failed at it, and I failed at a lot of interviews, you know, it's, it's a process. And the European interview process is a bit different from how we do it in India. I was not... Um, familiar with that either so i i had to learn it the rough way so what i did was the first couple of months i was just like oh i'm bad at this you know and then i was like okay stop throwing yourself a pity party let's take notes where did i go wrong you know did i not know what a closure was or did i not know how to answer the question tell me about yourself did i speak too long did i speak too less I started analyzing my own interview performance in HR interviews, technical interviews. I started making like really rigorous notes for it. You know, how, how I can improve the next time I go through this process. Yeah. And um, I even have like, right now I have like a little playbook for it because of the amount of times I went through the process. At least for the HR interview, I know these are the points I have to hit for myself in an HR interview so that I will definitely get over to the next one. Technical interview is a bit more 
bit more sketchy because honestly i still think there's a long way for me to go to improve my technical skills like i see some of my colleagues and they are just like so much better at me at technical stuff i i still consider myself a learner in that aspect but when it comes to like dealing with people and and how to talk in an interview i i think i i went through it so many times in the past <laughs> in this year that i found like a a playbook for it yeah, you know <laughs> so at the end of all this you did find a job and at the end i did find a job yes. after happily ever after <laughs> yeah and i remember talking to you when i was in the middle of this and you're like hey you want to do a podcast and i'm like <laughs> Sorry buddy bit busy drowning here I can't help you and I'm really glad it worked out at the end though Thank you well I'm so in Germany we have a, a, a um this system of it's called a probationage it's like 6 months probation okay. um I'm just 3 months through my 6 months probation so it's it's not peachy yet I have 3 months more okay. but so far it's going pretty well so i'm going to take this as an opportunity of hey let's let's take a break and just help out others who might need this okay so um we've spoken about your public speaking part like your first conference was in um south africa defcon mm-hmm. and you have spoken at various other conferences over the years yes mhm mhm and all of this was with a job so how is like um balancing going to different con- contents for speaking uh, or in conferences and doing your job like balancing a job in one word it's difficult but then again so long in our conversations you probably just starting to see a theme here i don't like easy stuff so <laughs> here we go. so I started working in Baker as an intern and I don't know how many people have gone through this but when you work as an intern is is it's really nerve-wracking to go up to your boss and be like and there are like so many other senior devs sitting mm-hmm. around you who've yeah. been doing this job for like like 5 years years and years and years they've never left this office and then you go up to your your manager and be like hey So I got an opportunity to speak at Singapore <laughs> next month. Would you give me like a week off for that? And then somebody looks at me like I'm going to Singapore. I'm just joking. Like four months ago. Exactly. And you already want to leave? Uh, was that one was nerve-wracking. Yeah, so how how I dealt with that was I was very honest. I was very very brutally honest. with my team and with my seniors i was like hey i did this and this is this is an opportunity i got because of that and as early as possible i tried to be like hey can you give me some personal days for for this week because mm-hmm. i need i need that and yeah when you when you have a a company and like you when you start working you probably have like sick, sick leaves or mm-hmm. annual days and all that you have it so of my 3 years where i where i worked at baker i can confidently say i did not take any personal days other than maybe sick leave and the days that i went to attend a conference 
no other vacation no other family time maybe one or two days for like some some special thing happened but nothing else like like so many days together at a time like when my colleagues know that i'm one week i am not there that means oh she she is gone for some conference like, like <laughs> and i have like like last year um 2019 by that time like people knew me enough i had already established it mm-hmm. and i had like two conferences back to back in a month you know at like march first week i went to germany and then april first week i went to the us and by that time people are like it's kirtana that's what she does she's just <laughs> like i don't know what that woman does but she gets those shit. she does it <laughs> <laughs> it did become you you know but the first time it it's difficult and people respect you if you're very honest with them a and it it doesn't feel like you have to give respect where it deserves you know mm-hmm. like you you can't be like hey just because i went to this conference i know more than you like you can never take that kind of attitude with your superiors and you have to be very careful with that mm-hmm. you have to like sometimes you have to be like hey one part of this is definitely because of the opportunity i got um last year and yeah i really want to do this and and you got to make it win win for them yeah. you know what i mean you know so like how i did it was my company they were really deep into like the the culture of the company um uh, it's been a year I, i'm starting to forget stuff oh, but okay. they they had like this the the cultural pillars you know like like integrity oh, passion okay, yeah. stuff like that. that that's like the the core values of the of the company and the brand and so when i went to went to you have to prepare yourself basically there's a pitch okay. you have to be prepared that you come, your manager says no but you you have to make it so that you have to make it make him see that hey it's just four days that you're taking which could be a leave like for a family thing as well but it's just four days that you're taking leave and this is like exposure for your company you know like the, the conference this is a prestigious conference where it's going to say this lady from baker hughes you know which is a plus point for baker hughes and and later in 2017 or 18 we started like a um a women's sort of a initiative you know okay. for having more women in in leadership and stuff like that okay. that was one of the goals that they had you know in my company they realized that they they didn't really have enough women in leadership roles and they want to promote more women but but we just didn't have enough yeah. and they they need to hire more and so like the, the like the guy who hired me the, the main manager for the for the in branch knew that this was something they wanted and so i included all of those things in my pitch when i went to see him <laughs> i was like hey you guys say you want to have more women doing oh, passionate yes. stuff in technology you know and this is this is in line with my work this is where i get to go out meet people who are in our field and i get to like learn more and i'm just a junior person so this will be a great opportunity for me and the only thing you have to do is just give me a few days of leave you don't pay for me to do this they they're already i don't have to tell them that they're paying for my flight ticket or whatever yeah. they don't need to worry about it the only thing they have you guys just give me a leave for a few days i'm just going on this sort of a training that you don't even have to pay for and the next time your management comes to our branch 
you can be like hey one of our employees she's so good she was representing us on an international forum that's something you can do it makes you look good right right and and yeah you can you can't do too much of it you know yeah. if you if it's dishonest they'll know so my first year like i started in 2016 but in 2017 i had like three conferences and by the third one i knew i was pushing it you know and i think the third one i was just i claimed i was sick or something third one i didn't have the balls to go tell them like hey this is a conference and it's like oh my god i'm a fever give me one you know something that's what i did but the first one and the second one they were super supportive actually and that's the thing and later and you can't your work quality can never go low mm, yeah you know Great. and and you can you can never be like just because you went on a conference i'm so sick i can't work mm. that that's very bad and also you can you can never be you can never use that to feel superior over your colleagues you know mm. you can never be like um yeah i went to this conference and i spoke to this guy and he says that <laughs> this way of doing it is better than how you did it yeah. so because of that i don't really agree with you like that sounds so snooty yeah. nobody <laughs> wants that person as a member of their team you know mm-hmm. give me like hey, i read somewhere that this this is a this is a different approach do you want to discuss about this approach that's very neutral mm-hmm. don't exactly. don't bring in your I'm holier than thou because I went to a conference attitude towards anything. So it's it's again it's about how you use that. You know, it's it's attending something is is just a, a a blank check, you know. It's a great opportunity. I encourage people to to look at all the opportunities and and explore all of all of them, but you can't forget that having a stable job is also a priority in your life you know i've had to say no to a bunch of opportunities just because they clashed with some kind of work uh, deadline that i had or something else i had to do i'm very happy for the ones that i picked i chose and i attended but some of them didn't work out and that's because at the end of the day conferences are great they give me exposure but my job is more important you know so it's complicated it's like a juggling act but really what it comes down to is can you handle your work properly and can you can you manage people you know because when you start when you're doing this in the beginning of your career you know you're you have to acknowledge that you're a tadpole which is a tadpole in an ocean and you have to be very humble about that okay so um do you like apart from the questions i was do you have anything else to add which you'd like to tell the listeners um just i was talking to a couple of of juniors um, um last week and maybe it would be interesting do you want to talk about do you want me to talk about my experience as um a woman in tech definitely yeah yeah okay. because um again i'll try to make this a bit more relevant for the diaspora that's listening in Okay. Um I heard this feeling or I've heard this sentiment repeated back to me multiple times like you're like a like a rare really rare person you know mm. you know like number of girls who really want to be really technical it's very less like the girls just they just want to get good marks and like a job maybe and that's that's it 
it's not that yeah so i really want to break down that statement and okay. yeah. it's not just and i just want to be very clear it's not men who've said this to me a lot more women have said this to me than men mm-hmm. you know like the more i talk to men they're just like yeah i wish more women did this you know i wish i if i wish you could tell me what i could do to support you mm-hmm. but there are i know a lot more women who are like you're so cool man i can never do this i'm just like i like getting marks and doing if somebody tells me what to do i, I do that and then mm-hmm. i'm done that's me you're different <laughs> <laughs> so so and and i just really want to address that so here we are mm-hmm. um So ladies I really want you to think about all of the times people have told you like hey get 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 good marks so let's let's break that down yeah I'm not really good at getting good marks I'm really if you put me next to the Indian education system I'm really bad at that with that system you know um <laughs> um and and here's some of the things that maybe we should talk more about when it comes to this at least in a, in the college level when i was trying in the very beginning during my college days when i was trying to be more quote unquote technical break into the technical stuff and doing it um i really felt like i didn't have the same sort of luxury to fail that the boys are on meeted mm. i i don't know if that makes sense like if i tried to do something new you know if i tried to write a program i tried to i tried to do something technical and i failed at it it felt like i'll just get judged more harshly than if i do try the same thing mm. and and that really that really kept me back for a while you know like for example i had a 6 pm curfew at my hostel i couldn't like when i wanted to like i wouldn't say bunk class because sometimes just you have such a strict class schedule and sometimes i wanted to take time off from that to sit in the computer lab and work on this idea i had you know and i had like professors come to me and be like hey don't be like one of those and she said don't be like one of those alavaladi boys <laughs> she's like you're a good girl go study get good marks you have lab period like of course you already have curriculum for the lab period you know you just you, the lab period is not for you to sit simply and do whatever you want mm-hmm. you have stuff that you want to finish in your lab period of course there are people who do whatever they want in the lab period and just copy somebody else's lab work i'm not one of those people i like doing myself mm-hmm. but really the kind of spaces that we give for um and i'm sure that a few a few boys experience this as well i'm i'm really sure of that mm-hmm. but the spaces that we give for people to really explore what they want to do especially with something as vague as technology you know i was really lucky that i got a chance to explore what i'm good at within the the realm of iterably yeah mm-hmm. and and within the realm of having somebody who is so supportive that she got me a laptop early on and i was still a student that i could like little do experiments with yeah. even though i didn't have access to maybe the computer or, or all the programs i wanted but i had access to some stuff 
you know i i went through like a phase when i was in college where every 3 months my laptop would have a new linux distribution i experimented with, with arch linux with debian with mint ubuntu fedora you like when i was in your age if you had asked me about a linux distribution i would have given you my opinion about it my very strong opinion about it <laughs> why i like this why i don't like that and this is all the things i've tried with it because i had a laptop and i had somebody if i got stuck with who i could just go up to my mom like hey i tried this do you know somebody who does this who i can talk to and she mm. probably know somebody and that was that was really important for me to reach here but i feel like and and that's why and that's why i i um i try to be a mentor for the people i know yeah. either it's through iepply or there's a great organization called pehia if you've never heard about it um which is like an organization for um women who they're in their college who are in college and who want to be developers and want to do things and it's fantastic community and uh, i i keep in touch with them and and i'd like to think that i'm one of their mentors you know and uh, i i've met a few girls through there who even as recently as last week one of them reached out to me and she's like hey i'm struggling with getting a job do you have any advice for me and i was so happy that she was she felt comfortable enough to reach out to me yeah. and i was like thank god i know her otherwise i i've been in that place where i i want to ask somebody about this but i just don't know who mm-hmm. or worse i know who but i'm worried that that they will be like oi penna nadariya yeah the... you know mm-hmm. that's a really scary feeling to go through when you're that young and i've been in situations where i really wanted to use the computer lab and and i'll be really really explicit about this i really wanted to use the computer lab once or twice when i was in like in my fourth year and i was in my fourth year at the time because okay. i was not a second year small fry like i was in my fourth year i knew exactly what i was doing and i wanted to use the computer lab to like do some research do some some stuff for my gsoc Yeah, okay. and and I asked one of the professors in in computer science uh, lab who she's one of the cool dudes and and I was like hey hey he's really cool he he hangs out with the dudes um and and he was really supportive with everybody else who I know who wants to do this okay. you know and I asked him for like hey can you give me special permission to stay back late to work on this and I remember still what he told me he was like. I I can't give you permission to stay back late it's not safe oh, and I... and and then I was like what about during this time and he's like you're a good girl don't bunk class <laughs> you know just get get good get good marks just don't 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 bunk class and I that was like a no win situation I can't stay back I can't cut exactly. class and how do you expect me to develop my interest in this subject to experiment and find out what i like if you give me no extra time to explore this so sometimes when i hear somebody say that to me like hey i'm just not like you i just don't have this kind of feeling to do this it's because you don't give yourself enough time to explore and maybe us as a society we need to think about how we can change that exactly. you know surely institutional wise is something we can change but hopefully if you're listening to it and you're being like yeah me too i also went through that and and nobody else supported me yeah sure that's there that that change is going to take some time but individually 
If you're going to play this I'm a victim narrative, think about how you can give yourself back some of that power. You know, if you really want to be in this field, in the field of technology and the field of of programming or and and being a developer is not the only thing that makes programming or software work. Mm. Not programming, sorry, software. That's the word I need. Yeah. Software needs developers, but it needs testers. It needs people who write good documentation. It needs people who who can manage it very well. You can understand, hey, here's what we need more development on. You know, it's, it's a big ecosystem. You don't actually have to be a good developer to be good at the field of software. There's different parts to it. So, and if you're really interested in this field, but you're like, oh, I'm not a developer, so maybe I'm not a good fit. You owe it to yourself to find time to explore what you want to do. Whatever it is, it's valid. And that's really something I wanted to put out. And if you really want to reach out and talk to me because you listen to this, um, reach out. We'll we'll make some time. I'm, I'm happy. I'm really happy when people reach out to me. Sometimes I'm busy and I'll tell you. I'm busy. We'll let's reschedule it. And Rohit, you know that better than yeah. anybody else. You know. <laughs> no, that, I mean that 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 is amazing advice, and I hope the listeners do take it to heart. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> so with that, I think we can come to an end for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Kirtana, yeah. a lot for joining mm-hmm. us. I believe this was a really yeah. amazing session. Thank you so much. And again, uh, lots of love to MEC. It's really the place that made me what it is. I'm so happy to see you guys like do all these initiatives, you know, especially in this weird, weird time <laughs> for you guys yeah. to have these innovative kind of initiatives uh, so that people can really share ideas and, and grow and challenge themselves. Great job, guys. Great job. <laughs>